Hi, I'm Meredith Stotzner, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your host, Dave Clayton. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Before we jump in and speak to Meredith, I just wanted to give a shout out for a couple of things. Firstly, I uh, just want to thank Nero's Notes again. That's nerosnotes.co.uk, N-E-R-O-S-N-O-T-E-S. Um, they've been really helpful with a couple of things this week, and I said I'd give them a shout out for a couple of weeks. So thanks to those guys. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to the photography show, which is coming up very soon. Uh, Thanks the 20th and the 21st of September. So if you go to photo- thephotographyshow.com, uh, I think it's photographyshow.com, but try both. If you Google it, you'll find it and register for the live sessions coming up over those two days. I'm, I've am i been helping put the editing suite together. So as I mentioned last week, we've got some really good educators doing some classes that would have been at the show, and they've very kindly given us their time and recorded some classes. So we've got Tony Harmer, um, Jesus Ramirez, Glenn Dewis, obviously, um, Julianne Cost from Adobe has helped us out, and a few other instructors. So there's some really good... And that's not the only thing that's on. There is a ton of stuff. Um, and also the vendors will be doing special offers and everything. So please check that out. Uh, also, if you haven't got an Adobe ID, you will hear us talk about it in this episode. Uh, if you haven't got an, an Adobe ID, get yourself one. It's completely free. You don't have to buy anything, but it gives you access to the forthcoming Adobe Max in October. It's going to be completely free to anyone with an Adobe ID. I think there's over 400 sessions on all of the Adobe products. There's special guests. There's Keanu Reeves. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's some really good guests on. I'm doing a class on InDesign, so I'm very, very pleased about that. Uh, but yeah, if you can check out those things, if you're still looking to learn online, uh, also check out kelby1.com as well. I've got some classes on there and I write for Photoshop User Magazine and you can sign up to them for about a tenner a month um, and I think they do special offers. You can get a trial for a little bit cheaper. But yeah, there's, you know, there's a ton of stuff online. I'm really grateful that I get a chance to work with these people and uh, we have actually got an interview coming up very soon with Mr. Scott Kelby coming back to the show um, where we'll be talking about online training and how that's evolved and developed so uh, look out for that but in the meantime I'm not going to waffle this week um, just give those people I've mentioned a look up and say hi from Dave and say that you heard about them on He Shoots He Draws they're all on social media especially Nero's Notes please go and buy yourself a couple of notepads or something for when you go out doing photography stuff or if you're a designer just jotting down um, they do sell field notes as well my, the, the book of my choice um, so try fieldnotesbrand.com um, that's the, I've got way too many of them but it's enough moving on I'm going to go straight into the episode and I'll see you next week. Hello and welcome to another edition of He Shoots He Draws podcast and today we've got Adobe Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a very, very special guest, someone who I get to see at events but I never really get to spend any time with and sit down and chat to, although we have been to dinner and had lobster and steak, so <laughs> we have managed to go out. Uh, but our guest today, as you heard from the beginning, is Meredith Stotzner from Adobe. And she's not just from Adobe. Meredith, please introduce yourself and tell everyone what your role is and who you are. Oh, just like I... Uh, if I saw you at the pub and said, hey, what do you do? What's your general, oh, my job is this? 
So my title is uh, Senior Product Manager for Photoshop. And what that means I get to do is I, um, I take the customer input and, and feedback and uh, help direct what we should do in Photoshop based on what I know about the customers and their workflow. Very cool. Yeah, but more See, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just know you're you're Meredith the Photoshop lady. If I've got a question about Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, I uh, specifically I actually work on the um, on the art section of Photoshop, and that's not art as in artistic. It's art as in um, applied research and technology. So um, we take all of the um, research projects out of Adobe Research, the Sensei, machine learning, etc. And um, I help choose what would solve customer problems and help get that into Photoshop. Yeah, because I know I've sat down with you a couple of times at Photoshop World and Max, and we kind of get little sneak peeks, and you sort of say, <laughs> "Would you use this? Would you use that?" And I know Alan gets to sit in the pre-release meetings because the pre-release meetings clash with the end of my like my wrap-up of a day. And I forget to log it. I forget to register. And then when if I do finish at like half past five or five o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'll go and jump in. And then it, and then I forget that you have to register. For, so so I know you've spent time talking to Alan previously. And Alan, we've got Alan again here tonight. Um, but yeah, like we sort of bounce off at events. And I've as with many guests I've had, never really got to know who you are. It, we know you as Meredith from Adobe. So for this interview and thank you for being on I wanted to find out more about you and kind of you know what was what were you like at school what did you want to be and we'll talk about the path that got you to where you are because sometimes this you know I you automatically think oh well I graduated in this I got a job here and then I joined Adobe right. sometimes it's the case and sometimes it's oh yeah I was a lounge I was a lounge bar singer and a waitress <laughs> <laughs> so so who was like young Meredith at school? What you? What were your aspirations then? Because you're way younger than us. So, so you... yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. That's very kind of you to say. So shout out to hi, Alan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh, what did young Meredith want to do? So um, uh, I'm going to go into the way back machine. And sometime when I was about 10 years old, my dad gave me a little plastic camera that he got from Time Magazine subscription. And uh, uh, my dad had actually done some, dabbled in photography and uh, had a little dark room in the basement and whatnot. Um, but uh, that was, I was like toddler age when he, he did that. So I, I don't have any memory of him in the dark room. But yeah, so I'm 10 and he gives me this little plastic Time Magazine camera. And um, uh, I'm living in Virginia at the time. And I actually go out to California uh, uh, kind of foreshadowing of events <laughs> and uh, uh, I do I visit my aunt and we do some photography photography I'm doing air quotes here people can't see it with my my little camera and um, along the coast and when I bring the stuff back my dad's like oh my gosh these are amazing your comp composition is really excellent and so I thought I was an excellent photographer and then uh, jump to high school I need an art class to graduate and um, so I take a photography class, and it's probably about 15 years old, and that's when that's when I fell in love. So my first love, <laughs> and I I started out with that same little plastic camera. Of course, now it's five years old at this point, and I've got it all taped up with duct tape uh, to help prevent light leaks. 
um, which, you know, the light leaks made some nice, pretty effects there. Um, but if you had asked me when I was probably 15 to 18, I wanted to be a photographer for Rolling Stone and Spin magazines. I wanted to live in New York City. Almost famous. <laughs> you, you made a better choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not regretting my path. Because no. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by that whole thing of a hobby becoming a job. So for me, being Generation X, you know, I didn't ha even have computers until halfway into my life now. So prior to that was... I liked photography. I've always loved photography, but I just, something in my bones didn't have the, I did it at school. I went in the darkroom at school, but there's always that thing of, I don't, do I love it as a hobby that it will be the hobby that, that will keep me entertained and I'll go and get a job. But then with things like photography, like you say, you wanted to work for Rolling Stone magazine or Spin magazine. <laughs> Were you thinking at the time, oh, I want this to be my career rather than, oh, I just want to be good at this thing? Uh, no, I think at the time, um, I didn't think I was good at anything else and it was the only thing I was good at. Um, I, I've always considered myself a creative person, but I can't draw. This <laughs> is really, really frustrating. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I've, for, I've kind of known for, uh, you know, since high school that this is what I wanted to do and, and partly because it was the only thing I was good at. I didn't realize at the time that I had a better brain for math than I thought I did. Um, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm actually smarter than I thought I was. <laughs> it, took, <laughs> it took me a few years to, to figure that out. Yeah, the other thing is that you learn as you get older is that you're parents are so much smarter than you ever thought they were too oh yeah i tell yeah. my kids all the time how smart i am <laughs> that is one of the most annoying things about becoming older and maturing is that you realize oh all those times i fought with my mom and dad about stuff and it turns out they were right <laughs> yeah. and i was 16 and i was wrong i mean that's no. inconceivable yeah. but... no way <laughs> i have a 16 year old now and a 13 year old Oh, I'm, I am I've... so wrong. I spend every moment of every day being wrong. They'll appreciate you. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll slowly become right as they hit their 20s and into their 30s. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, when, when they want to borrow money, it's amazing how right you are about everything. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so back in high school, you're, you're working in a dark room with a little point-and-shoot life camera. Yeah, and then um, I actually um, I earned money and I bought a $100, um, it, was, it was a camera from Sears. It was actually Sears brand, I think, and it was a Pentax, um, took Pentax lenses. And um, that, was, that was my upgrade, and I had that into college. Um, and then I, I went to college at RIT and... Um, then I got to borrow really awesome cameras, <laughs> but yeah. So so, I had my own darkroom in the basement. You know, like like every other photographer did in those days. Or, you know, you've got curtains up and doing everything to prevent light leaks and notes on the door to make sure nobody comes in and uh, the the film the film roll bags, right? <laughs> oh yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, I didn't actually see computers for photography. I guess I probably saw them. Um, I started out at community college. I went to Northern Virginia Community College. And um, I don't know if you know the name John McIntosh. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also known as Mr. Katrine Iceman. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah fam- now famous SBA professor. Um, but he was actually uh, my, my teacher back there then. He was my photo teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Small and uh, it is, you know, that's one of the things is it is a very small world. Um, he was he was actually extremely influential for me. I was a you know know it all teenager, and um, uh, wanted to skip the photo one class, and uh, went straight into photo two because you know I'd, I'd done photography for two years. I had my own darkroom. I was like, I don't need to learn all this. Blah. And um, I actually didn't do very well in photo two, uh, mm-hmm. and. It, part of it was was um, just not taking life seriously at the moment, and he convinced me to go back and take photo one, and he told me, uh, uh, if you get an A in photo one, I'll I'll change your grade to an A in photo two. So wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, so that was it. yeah, yeah. So so it was um, just kind of a big pivotal moment uh, where where I sort of buckled down and started to to take things a little bit more seriously so did you get your a in one i did i did you did nice yeah Yeah. i made him proud oh (laughs) does it does he remember you as well oh yeah we still yeah yeah Yeah, we still keep in touch there you go see i'm all because of me she's where where she is today exactly (laughs) it takes all the credit um so so you've obviously got the qualification um and then what you know what what are you thinking next what am i going to do well so money? i was um i was interning uh at a photo studio in alexandria virginia they were a, a commercial studio and um at the end of the internship i think i, I worked there for free for two years I, I can't say for free i worked there for food and film and darkroom access and you know they had this sick uh this uh, the backgrounds, the head, you know, thank you. This, I was going to call it sick wall. And I'm like, that is not the right word. <laughs> um, but uh, they had props, uh, you know, I, so I had, I had access to, you know, Hasselblads. I had just incredible access. So, so I say free, but it was, it was not, you know, I got a, yeah. a tremendous benefit out of it. But, um, but at the end of the internship, they offered me a job of studio manager, office manager and um photo assistant like this three in one and uh they offered me fifteen thousand dollars per year for a full-time job <laughs> and, but what but what year was that because you know i i'm not going to tell you the exact year <laughs> no no okay all right are we talking we're talking the 90s obviously. yes we are we're talking yeah, yeah. about the 90s but even yeah. you know we're that's inside the beltway of you know the washington dc metro area fifteen thousand dollars i wouldn't be able to have an apartment with two roommates i mean i would still have to live at home with my grandparents um yeah. you, you couldn't do anything for fifteen thousand dollars I mean, I was making more than that as a waitress, so, <laughs> so uh, I was like, "All right, this is not what I want." So, um, for the first time in my life, I got focused on on money 
I became a mercenary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I looked at going back to school and I was like, all right, I need to make more money than $15,000. This is not going to work. I can't live off of that. And um, uh, I found RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. I had it like back when people still did paper brochures. And in there, the imaging and photographic technology program, because, you know, they have a huge array of photo programs, but the imaging and photo tech program, um, they were advertising that their graduates average pay for their graduates first year out of school was $35,000. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. (laughs) (laughs) Show me the money. (laughs) But it came back to math. Like it's a, it's an engineering degree. Um, So, you know, you have to do physics and optics and um, chemistry. And uh, I was like, that's right. I can do that for $35,000. <laughs> and, uh, and what I learned is like, I could get a B in calculus. I had no idea I was capable of that. Um, but I, you know, I also learned, I mean, it was a fun program. We did synchroballistic photography. So we sat in the dark, like, um, the, uh, professor brought out, we all, we all get to bring something to explode. Like, I think mm. I brought, uh, one of those horned melons and some flavor ice or something like that. And, um, they line it up. There's, um, it's, a, it's an audio sync that uh, s- sets off the flash. So he's got a gun propped up. I mean, this is a gun. That's so American, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where t- did you find one of them? <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a gun propped up. All the students are in, you know, we're in the room. We're all covered in um, plastic bags and our cameras are covered in plastic bags because like fruit's going to explode. It's going everywhere. Yeah. And um, you know, turn out the lights, fire the gun. What could go wrong? <laughs> and uh, it, it sets off the flash. And um, the flavor ice was great because you could like it atomized. You could taste it. The whole air tasted delicious. Mm. Um <laughs> But yeah, so so anyway, that was that was my next degree um, was the imaging and photo tech from RIT, um, and that sort of but, changed things. <laughs> but that's I mean that's really interesting because I know here in the UK we have uh, I, I mean I always joke about it. It's like oh, I'm going to go to university. What are you going to do? Media studies. So what do you <laughs> want to be? don't know I'll do the course and then see if there's anything at the end of it I'll, I want to do <laughs> and it, and media studies to me is the cop-out it's you know people come and do work experience and it's oh what you know what I worked in the marketing department what do you want to do I don't know marketing just sounds like it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> okay but what did you go to to specifically learn and, and and it was one of those courses that float through like just the the basics of everything so you've got a small kind of you you can do most things okay but to do something very specific I mean that was the kind of stuff I loved at school was experimental not mm. drugs but yeah. but that those kind of things where you could push yourself and go oh I want you fucking do that yeah and I think when you've got that in your head that yeah I did this I experimented with that experimented with this I think it does drive you in a different way in your career because you kind of come become a bit of a problem solver as well. Yeah. Because you're and being mathematical, you you're able to, you have a logical brain, so I can see why you do what you do. But 
that's also great fun blowing stuff up. It was, it was, that was, that was a ton of fun. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, but it was, it was a great program because we were exposed to a lot of different things. Um, and uh, including, so, uh, you know, we had to program, C++ was part of the course that we had to do. Um, and, and then one of my electives was this electronic still photography, um, which was over in the, um, not photojournalism, the um, commercial photography uh, department. So I did a cross-department uh, course change and, and took the electronic still photography class and uh, boom, the rest is history. <laughs> I, I found Photoshop and I was like, oh, this is awesome. That was uh, Photoshop 251, I believe. So before wow. layers. Yeah, pre-layers. And, uh, I was going to ask what was what it's always that you can tell with someone their introduction to Photoshop it's <laughs> like over here over here we've got a television show called Doctor Who and Doctor Who is a the actor that plays him changes every so often yep. but you can always tell the era of someone's kind of age and experience by which Doctor <laughs> Who like who's your first Doctor Who so you kind of go ah oh, so you were around this so with Photoshop, it's always most people, apart from like yourself and Bert Monroy and you know the the, the hardcore. My my first one was four. Okay. Um, f- four and quickly into five and five point five, but then I was using PaintShop Pro to start with before somebody let me use their Photoshop because yep. obviously at the time we will talk about that, but. <laughs> But but when you learn Photoshop pre layers, I think that's a whole new. You you get to wear a special hat for that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I think Alan, we talked um, uh, about getting pins. Like we're all going to get pins about you know what is your what version of Photoshop did you start on? Right. And uh, you know, there's lots of people who started on on one. I I mean, I run into people all the time who who. Uh, you know, we're somehow in the beta for Photoshop version one. I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's cool. That's brave. That's, <laughs> being the beta for anyone on, on version one or for any software, you're investing a lot yeah. of time on something that might never go anywhere at all. So, yeah. um, well, we interviewed Bert Monroy and he told yeah. us some stories, some we couldn't put on the podcast <laughs> that, were, that, that, that were Apple related. Um, but the other thing as well is, you know, you know, even when I had Photoshop 4, it was on a CD. But when you're talking Photoshop 1 and beta version and people having it, I mean, we're talking about a time that there wasn't really the whole download thing. It was all on floppy disks. You had to ship floppy disks to people, and they had to have a computer that was able to run it. So I'm surprised at how many people started on one because it's not the drop shipping that we get now where it's, you know, in a heartbeat, you've got it. Right. Whereas back then it you know you had to load 18 discs or whatever <laughs> and you know we had a mode a 56k modem for downloading stuff so i i think not not i admire the people who didn't just start on photoshop one but the process of of loading that thing and how basic it was it's yeah i think photoshop one um somebody will have to correct me on this i'm, I'm sure somebody will um i think it was on like one small disc I don't think it was yeah. a multi-disc. Oh, even... No, I don't think it was a multi-disc install. Um, if you come by, well, you know, back sometime in the future when uh, the world is back to a new normal, 
um, and the Adobe offices are open, you should come by the Adobe office because we have um, one of our mini conference rooms is set up for 1990, which is the year Photoshop was born. And it's completely decorated in all 1990 wallpaper, chair, desk, magazines. Uh, it's got a little um, Mac Classic with Photoshop 1 running on it. And it actually runs. You can go and, and wow. load up wow. an image, a black and white image. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got, it, it, it does, the display is black and white, but Photoshop works in color. It does have RGB channels. It's, uh, I, I remember so that. I've, I've, wor <laughs> I've worked on a Mac Classic. I've wor My first Mac I ever used was the little brown one with the little disc uh, you put the big disc in the bottom at the front but it was the small brown one with the green screen on yep. top of it but yep. the my first my first introduction to software on on mac that early on and on pc was quark express so i fell in love with desktop publishing before i fell in love with kind of digital manipulation i got to do that then obviously when computers got a little bit better and I could start using things like Paint Shop Pro. And I used to get the discs off all the magazines. Like every month you a computer shopper or whatever and they'd have a disc on the front and whatever was on there for a 30-day free trial. <laughs> that was the software I was learning. And, I, and I've learned so many old crappy versions of software over the past. But I know I think Photoshop World 20, maybe 2010? 20 that the Adobe, the Adobe Display in the Expo Hall was the was all the versions of Photoshop up to that time on different machines. I think Russell was uh, there as well. That was so. That was a. I thought that was Adobe Max. Well, I've only been to Adobe Max for since 2016, oh. and I'm sure there was something like this previous okay. to that. It was only a small one because at the time it would have been it would have been like maybe 2010 or 20. 12 or 2013 back mm -hmm. then it was a small kind of there was little pods with it but it, it that was the first time i got to see an early edition in in action and it it did rem obviously the old mac look uh where everything's that kind of gray and, and black mm -hmm. there's a familiarity to it man <laughs> yeah. it was so like how did anyone make anything on this <laughs> i think you know i find that it, when i go back so um uh I started out on the Photoshop team as a as a QA um, quality engineer, and uh, that meant means I tested Photoshop for 14 years. Um, and even now, I'll, you know, I, I get issues from customers, and I'll go back and I'll I'll take a look. And sometimes they're they're on older versions, or sometimes I want to compare. They say, you know, it didn't used to do this, so I'll go up mm. and I'll pull up an older version of Photoshop, and um, uh, I, I look at it. And I'm like, oh my god, it feels so alien and and yeah. you know, even a version or two back it it feels so wrong and looks so wrong um it's amazing how quickly you get acclimated to a new look of the application oh that's i'm, I'm going to talk about that in a bit but you've just said something when i was working at adobe so oh how did you yeah. how did you get the where, where did adobe come into your life that it became uh, okay. a job so i'll give the quick synopsis of after rit um uh, I worked at NASA for, actually I worked at NASA for two summers, once during, uh, they were internships, but I was officially a NASA employee somewhere. I have my NASA badge and it's the... Can I just, can I just stop you there? Yeah. Meredith just went up massively in my <laughs> estimation. 
yes. as if you weren't high already you just achieved a new <laughs> new level thank you, okay, thank carry you. On. Yeah. So, so yeah my first summer as an intern at nasa for national aeronautic and space administration um uh, i was a photographer i did like gripping grins i took pictures of um uh science experiments that had been up in space shuttles and you know come back down and comparing item a to item b and the control item um i uh the second summer i worked at nasa i actually helped set up their uh digital photography lab so i helped get nasa langley up onto um photoshop um and then so then after nasa uh, my husband actually got a job at uh, minolta the camera company yeah and we happen to know writing instruction manuals and we happen to know that Minolta always hires two people out of this degree of imaging and photographic technology at RIT, um, which is the same degree my husband has. And um, guess where we met? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh. going to ask you. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, um, uh, so they hired him, and then we knew that the other person would be leaving. So we just kind of, you know, I just kind of went along, and I showed up uh, in Osaka, Japan. And you know, when the next person left, I was like, um, "Hi, you could hire me. I'm already here." And uh, and that's what happened. So I worked for Minolta in uh, Osaka for three years, writing instruction manuals for cameras and binoculars and lenses. Um, and then. Uh, my husband, Bill, got a job at RMIT, which is Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. And so we left uh, Japan, went to Australia. Um, long story short, things didn't go well in Australia, not because he didn't love the school. It was actually an immigration issue. Um, they filed the paperwork late, and uh, we weren't getting paid. He wasn't getting paid, so we were running out of money. But that's different story over a drink at the next conference yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> but um so uh since i couldn't work uh in australia i came back home and visited family and i visited uh, our college roommate um who was working at adobe and this is back in uh so i've been at adobe 21 years somebody do the math for wow. me 99 back in 99 yeah. and um at that stage silicon valley was just looking for warm bodies yeah but um, hmm. then the managers met me as I was doing the little tour around, discovered not only did I have a pulse, um, but, <laughs> but uh, I had, I had, you know, I could think and uh, I had experience in education in Adobe type stuff. So they literally, they offered me a job on the spot and I said no, because I was just taking some time off and I was hoping to go back to Australia. That didn't happen. Um, and, uh, but then they sent me email like every two weeks, like, Hey, do you need a job yet? Do you need a job yet? <laughs> and then, uh, we got to the point where, uh, between the two of us, we had $500 living on two different continents. And so I replied to an email and I was like, um, yeah, I need a job. <laughs> so, so I actually started on the, um, in the, uh, printing technology group, which is, I work with PostScript. Okay. Um, and I was there for a short time. But all the while, I, I kind of knew my home was on the Photoshop team. So when they had an opening, uh, I interviewed and moved there. And I started as a, like I said, a QE testing Photoshop um, 18 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And it's so, my forever home. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so when, when, you've, when you're there, like you've got that foot in the door, 
because um, obviously some of the people we've been lucky enough to meet and know have been at Adobe for a long time but at the time is it kind of is Photoshop the eyes on the prize is it everyone wants to be in the Photoshop team because I would imagine it was the the crowning glory of the, of the suite at the time Illustrator is obviously older but Photoshop seems for me seemed to be the the kind of the 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 I don't know the favorite child. It's the more yeah. public. It's the more public face of a, of Adobe. Yeah. When you think of the software for creatives, Photoshop was always the first one that everyone thought of. At least, if you picked up a camera, and when digital cameras hit, it exploded. Right. Yeah, that's that's for creatives though, because you know right. you run into a lot of people when I, they find out I work for Adobe. They're like, "Hey, I have the Adobe. I have the Adobe <laughs> on my computer." And what they're talking about is is Acrobat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when somebody says, "Oh yeah, I have Adobe," I I know I know. Oh, you have Acrobat. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I gotta make a yeah. confession. I love Acrobat. I absolutely, as a program that does everything I needed to do when I needed to do it, Acrobat has been like the one thing I can count on all the time, yes. every time. Literally, from I... invoicing to to book layouts for what I've done, Acrobat has always been. So, you know, shout out to that little whoever made Acrobat. They're like my heroes, and I use Photoshop on Lightroom every day. But Acrobat is like, I've never worried about it ever. So, agreed. I, you know, I'm going to take a 30 seconds to tell you my quick Acrobat story. So, back when I worked at Minolta, um, I did instruction manuals. Some of them were really long. Um, and what we would do is we would write out the text, send the text of the instruction manual out to be translated. In the meantime, while the translations are happening at the Adobe, or not, sorry, <laughs> the Minolta um, headquarters across the world, uh, we're doing the, um, the wireframe drawings and doing the page layout and putting in the English, you know, flowing in the English text. And then when, you know, the Chinese text comes in or the French text and the German text, then we would um, put in the French, German, etc. text to go along with the pictures. But because I don't speak French or German or and I don't read Chinese, um, uh, we would take the printed version of the manual, like I'd print it out on the printer at work, and then I would fax it to the original company or to the original, um, to the native speakers to make sure that I had put the right words with the right pictures. So you're talking about an 80-page manual, and I have to fax it because there's you couldn't send it via email. It was too big to email. So I had to fax it. I cannot tell you how many hours I spent in front of a fax machine. So then um, we get Acrobat at Minolta, and it blew my mind. I, I was like, how, how can this be? How can it take this document and make it all so small that I can just email it? And like 100% fidelity of, uh, yeah, it's, it was magic. It was black magic. That's my wow. Acrobat love. <laughs> I, the guy that taught me InDesign, um, well, I, I did like a, an InDesign masterclass course to kind of get up to speed on things a few years ago. And he said that his whole career was built on working with Acrobat and print. And and he said that this, like, the people that use Acrobat don't even really know what they're using. They know what a PDF is, mm -hmm. but they, they don't realize how powerful it is for, for print and exploring and uh, exporting and stuff like yeah. that. It's amazing. But, yeah. yeah, and every, and like you say, everyone's had an Adobe product yeah. for for a long time, but just doesn't kind of know. And it always makes me laugh now how people talk about 
Adobe and Adobe products and, and how it is because the landscape has changed. You know, when we're talking about our earliest uh, uses of Photoshop and our introduction to it, I mean, you've obviously been there 20 years, so you've seen more evolution behind the scenes. But but back then, like we said, it's the the deployment of it isn't like it was today. So you had that, you've joined the Photoshop team, you've now got a cycle of 18 months to two years to work on something before you you drop it i mean if only i bet you if only you had that much time now <laughs> yeah uh, the, the waterfall development model yeah uh, back uh back to your point quickly on the um yeah uh photoshop being the you know the prize <clears throat> that was that was my prize like that's where i wanted to be but you know you meet plenty of people at adobe who are passionate about you know different things i mean the the video people yeah like they don't want to work on Photoshop. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't matter that, you know, Photoshop might be the most recognizable product. Everybody has their, um, their, their area that they're passionate about. And I think that's the good thing about the company is, um, they let you follow your passion and find your passion. And, um, um, yeah, that's when I interview people. So if anybody ever comes to Adobe and interviews with me, that is sort of one of the things I look for in, uh, in a candidate is some, not just Adobe love, but Photoshop worship. <laughs> if, if, like, I realize that that they might not love Photoshop as much as I do, but um, but yeah, if they're completely like it's for, you know, you meet some people, and it's just a job. It's just another product. They don't have they don't have a passion for it, or or you know, don't consider themselves Photoshop customers. I kind of feel like they don't belong in the team. How can you? build something for customers if you're not one or don't aspire to be one yeah i get i get that because i I do think it's cheesy as it sounds i think adobe is a way of life definitely it it is a life-changing tool for so many people that you're right if you don't i mean we work where i work we we deal with a lot of illustrator users and we've got a slack channel and we we said to some of our customers come and join the slack channel and we want to talk to you about illustrator we want to talk about your use of illustrator and how you use it man alive did we open a can of worms these these people are literally they you give them a beautiful big beautiful car and they literally take the car apart till every nut and bolt is laid on the floor and then crit and then criticize that one of the bolts is two threads too long it's like they get they they kind of love it but they're really pedantic about it and it's they're never they're never satisfied and i always wonder the danger with something when you love it too much is you can love it but are you ever happy with it a bit like marriage i guess <laughs> but, but i know i mean i i loved photoshop i from the moment i could use it and i was able to because let's be honest a lot of people back in the day it was a long time before they were buying the product and and i'd and i'd had a conversation with a guy from adobe who came to london and at that time trying to think it was just as the creative suite was launched um after you'd gone through four five six and seven right um, and then the creative suite came out and, and and I've told this story before but the the room was packed and, and the, the guy from Adobe stood up and he said okay uh, who here loves Photoshop Woo! which is unusual for English people to whoop we normally, we normally fold our arms and go eh, it's alright <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> but um, 
and then he said like uh, okay let's go through the room so who here's on five who's here on six seven eight who's who's gonna go the creative suite okay who here didn't pay for photoshop and there was like three people at the back of the room went <laughs> and he goes security and he goes no i'm joking he says look we we can't condone we know it happens we know we're pirated we know it's out there and, and it's hard to control uh-huh. the only silver lining to this is that you guys get really good at it and you get a job and then the company you work for buys the licenses and 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 i know so many people who who hated switching to the creative cloud uh was because they used to get it for free uh, and and you know illegal. And now you can't illegal. pirate it at all. It's uh, no, no. completely crack proof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like Photoshop's. Yeah, I, mean, I, so, I took so a get... job. I literally one of the first places I ever used Photoshop professionally was I took a job um, at a at a company where um, I was like unloading trucks in the warehouse and doing all kinds of things for the owner, just basically as a. Um, assistant and at some point i started designing the sales flyers for the showroom floor for their children's Uh kids furniture and i was using at that point photoshop probably five five like image ready was like one of one of the things you know and and the reason that i the the reason that i that i was like i'm willing to do this for very little money was because suddenly they bought me photoshop Oh, I had yeah. I had my own copy. So, you know, you talk about that Photoshop love. I used to work sitting there putting price tags into balloons and, and you know, stuff, bear pictures <laughs> at the daytime. And then I would go home after spending all day sitting in front of a computer. I'd go home to my apartment, turn on my computer and start playing with Photoshop all night. And yeah. then I, like, but it was mine. I owned it. It was literally like they paid me to own my own Photoshop. And I was like, yeah, <gasps> and, yeah that's you know, a that's i've never looked back that was kind of the thing excellent benefit but where see you you started off as a photographer and went into the digital like processing Mm -hmm. side of it and got all that i started off as a computer programmer and (laughs) realized that no i'm really not as good as math as i think i am (laughs) and i should (laughs) go and be do more creative things like take pictures because uh so where's your like let me sort of jump ahead where's your creativity photography now that you are literally sitting inside of photoshop every single day for the last 20 right. 14 15 18 years yeah so i have to say that i i still did some photography like you know art, artistic photography um as a qe but you know i really my my I really liked studio photography. I, I really did enjoy that. Um, I'm not so much a street shooter. Um, so now that I don't really have a studio, <laughs> I don't have a reason, um, uh, and, and I've gotten lazy as I have, you know, as I have children, I found that I, I don't... Uh, not lazy, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> distracted. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the path of least resistance. Um, so, so yeah, my photography is, is almost non-existent as far as a hobby. Um, and, uh, I found other creative outlets. So I'll I'll jump back. I was kind of rambling there for a moment. Um, once I started becoming a product manager, 
uh, it has been all-consuming. <laughs> uh, I I uh, have never been so busy in my life, and and then you know add on family obligations and kids in competitive sports. Um, I'm frequently go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, just trying to get done what I'm supposed to get done. But um, my little creative outlet is I still enjoy doing things in Photoshop. Um, I love it when, you know, a friend or family is like, hey, uh, can you take my ex-sister-in-law out of this picture? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it would be my pleasure. <laughs> and I've got a new tool uh, for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I, I, I love doing image editing. Um, you know, I don't have the talent like the, you know, like the Lisa Carney. I don't, um, <laughs> uh, I don't have that. I can't draw, so I can't, I'm not very good at photo restoration. Um, but yeah, so I still love, I love working in Photoshop. Um, and then I do some, like for my brain, my other hobby is uh, ancestry. That's like a big puzzle. I love trying to I love finding the dead people. <laughs> Sixth sense. Yeah. Sixth yeah, sense no, I too. Do. I find dead people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and then I, I've, uh, I like to do a little bit of painting. Um, I discovered that that's kind of fun. Um, and I do, uh, my medium is face painting. So I try and oh, cool. paint pretty flowers on cute kids. <laughs> You'll always be hired at parties. I know, I know, but there's well, not now. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I still have a, a you know, in addition to some photography, I have some other creative outlets. But um, since I started doing these magic minute, I do these little things for the Photoshop um, YouTube channel, Magic mm. Minutes, where I teach a a, a quick, I don't know something something in yeah. photoshop uh, in 60 seconds or less and i use all my own images for that with exception of one fuzzy dog i think everything's been my own so that's that's been fun to you know have a reason to go out and do photography um i was going to say before we talk about kind of the evolution of software and where we are today i wanted to say like as a as a mum and an employee because um, we spoke to katrine not that long ago how have you found how have you found the lockdown being at home because so many people have react, had it in so many different ways it's we spoke to Howard Pinsky um and he kind of gave us his his answer but how have you found it because I'm working at home my kids haven't been at school I know there's some frustrations of mom mom can you just <laughs> or dad dad can you just so I mean, I, I, from what I'd spoken to Howard, Adobe was straight on it. They like everyone sorted out. We know what we're going to do. Go home. Then obviously Behance Live kicked in, and there's all this content coming out. And then the decisions go Adobe Max online. But how's your COVID life been over the past six months? Um, it's had its ups and downs. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I'll start out by saying um, there were four of us. You know, my husband, my two kids, in a two-bedroom townhouse until um, last year in a 1,200-square-foot two-bedroom townhouse. Um, my son took the office-slash-loft as his bedroom. Um, so what my the thing that I'm most thankful for is that we moved to this four-bedroom house last year, or um, somebody might be dead. 
<laughs> oh, it just wouldn't would not have worked. Um, so, so I'm thankful that we have the space that we do. Uh, that said, um, my husband works for Apple, so he has turned what was really my office into a secret Apple QA lab. So I'm not even allowed to go in there, and it's my office, not bitter at wow. all. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's got the, he's got the office. So I was working in the dining room, and uh, just a lot of distractions with the kids. And then you know we did the really smart thing, and we got a pandemic puppy. Um, so you know, just add one more thing to the list. He's adorable. I have no regrets. <laughs> um, so, uh, but you know, Adobe's been very accommodating. Like we got a stipend to buy things to set up for our office. Um, somebody went into the Adobe office and, you know, got some stuff for people. Um, my chair and I, um, my chair and my butt have been best friends for 20 years. So somebody actually went and got me my chair, which was really excellent. Yeah. Um, you can't even get into the Adobe office now without, um, uh, advance notice to security. Like your badge does not work to get into the parking lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so it's been okay. I have a lot to be thankful for, um, with the kids on the internet, that was really frustrating. But now with this school year, the school actually got them their own um, wireless hotspot. Oh, wow. So Good. we're not fighting over internet. And um, But I'm working out of my teenage son's bedroom because that's where the wired connection is. And, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's... it's See, t- teenagers, yeah. teenagers in the house. It's like, I've, I've, I've not got teenagers... I've got an eleven. Well, she's eleven tomorrow morning as we record this on the on Friday night. Oh, happy birthday! 11th. Oh, um, yeah. So she's eleven tomorrow. Her sister's twelve, um, and then my boys. Uh, we, in fact, we worked out tonight. The the kids are half the age of their brothers. So I've got eleven and twelve, and twenty two and twenty four. So I don't have teenagers. I have almost teenagers, and then grown-up boys but you know everyone's on the internet they want to be on playstation logged in and when we had some problems with our router the guy came round from the service company and he said how many devices do you think are connected to your internet and i went 10 he went in this house there's 24 devices trying to connect to the internet because old phones old ipads anything that was on was trying to connect to the internet and he said, you know, you've, got, you've obviously got a laptop. And he, he read them all out and was like, oh, crikey, no wonder. You know, I'm sitting here trying to do um, Skype meetings and, and internet stuff, and I'm getting slow connection come up. And he said, yeah, you need to go around and start turning off some devices you're not using. Yeah. But you know, the boys are consuming. They're watching Netflix. They're watching uh, Amazon yeah. Prime. They're, yeah. And you don't realize how, th- how throttling that is when your job is... I've still got to do my job. Yep. And yep. and for you, you've got, you know, you're on the team. You've got a big event coming up. You've got th- a, another rollout. Um, in fact, let's let's talk about that now because yeah. you're at, we, we've established you're at Adobe. We know what you're doing. Um, one of the biggest changes in the industry uh, as a creative industry and obviously for Adobe was the change from the the old creative suite when it rolled over into creative cloud which came with its challenges at the beginning Mm -hmm. personally i think it's the best thing adobe ever did um so i I mean boy we're talking what we're talking 26 years now is that all 
it's I don't think it's very long, is it? Uh, um, it's it's well, it's within the last ten years, and I yeah. I reckon it's got to be around twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. It can't be that long ago, because I remember speaking to Richard Curtis from Adobe UK around twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. I didn't think it had started then. But but it's relatively new and it's right. a new way. It's a, it's a new world for us in, in software because we've experienced it. Um, ha, have you found, because like we said, your job was to take a product knowing, okay, we've just released Photoshop. We're now not going to release the next version until 18 months time. Uh -huh. there, was, there was no big Adobe Max annual thing. How have you found it now that it's... Uh, always on yeah <laughs> kind of thing so i i will admit that there was a, a collective lull in the team at some point some point after feature complete or, or um after rc uh, uh release candidate there was this lull in the team and we all sort of kind of took a break at once and then would ramp up again um but honestly by the time uh whatever release of photoshop was out we'd already been working on other stuff for the next version. So, um, and even now it's really hard for me to remember what went into what version. I remember where I was sitting when, you know, when something happened, I'm like, yeah, I remember which office I was in when I was working on, um, uh, uh, adjustment layers. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I remember like, and, you know, you change around your office and I was like, I, I remember my computer was facing the, the solid wall. That's, that's when I, worked on adjustment layers. <laughs> um, uh, I had the window office when I worked on Photoshop for video. Uh, you know, um, I had the dying plant when we introduced smart objects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so exactly. Um, yeah, so, so I think it's a, just a little bit more of a consistent pace. Um, but, you know, we're not supposed to have a rush at the end, but I will tell you, as, as we reach the end, as we approach feature complete, even though we know there'll be another train, right? If, if something doesn't ship at max, we're going to ship again. And, you know, in the past we've shipped in January, we've had April releases, we've had June releases, and we've released new features in those off max releases. Like yeah. select subject came out in January, not this past January, but you know, it, it was in a January release. Yeah. Um, so, so we should, be at a consistent pace but but we're still not we still have a rush um at the end because everybody wants to see what they've been working on you know they want to put it up on the refrigerator sooner rather than later <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we were supposed to record wednesday and we obviously couldn't because you had a meeting so without going into details yeah. how did your presentation go because oh. you had to do it to quite a few people didn't you oh no so so that was actually the meeting about the presentation Oh, okay. to so the um, we've got an employee meeting coming up soon, and um, one of the executives has decided they want to see a sneak of two of the new features coming out in Photoshop sometime soon. Um, so uh, yeah, I will. And this is a COVID change. What would normally have been a live demo to the company of twenty-two thousand people, um, because they're worried about you know in California we're having power outages and uh, you know sudden evacuations for i don't know what is it this week locus <laughs> um, so they want me to record it and it's uh recording something like a, a live demo like i'll practice a few times and 
and you know I'll wing it and and it'll all be okay but a recording feels so much heavier and much more of a commitment so uh so yeah I learned on Wednesday that I'll be presenting to the company on Tuesday oh and by the way we want it in a recorded video so I know what I'm doing on Sunday (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that's the thing we've because obviously we're we're uh the company I work for we are relying on Adobe Illustrator and we switch to what we've now decided to call a subscription model rather than an annual service plan mm-hmm. um, because we saw the benefit of that constant evolution and being able to deliver. Yeah. But we, the, the nice thing that we found uh, is the fact that kind of where there was, all right, we're all on, we, we can't talk about new features because there's NDAs and all sorts of stuff. But back in the day it was like we wouldn't really know what was going on until it was really oh look at you drinking out your harrods cup i, I just noticed out of my harrods cup. Oh, let's see if you can see it oh. told you she keeps going up in her estimation she's so proud <laughs> nasa adobe my harrods. pinky's not out <laughs> yeah um yeah but now it's because it's constant there's you know the pre-releases the betas are more available you're asking more people to test mm-hmm. you've you've got adobe sensei taking in information i mean the the difference in software i mean it's like any the evolution of any software it doesn't just have a gradual curve there's a point where we are now where we are just like in that jet fighter we've pulled it right up yeah. and everyone's going up vertical and that's the speed and velocity that it seems to be but the nice thing is is everyone wants to help you get there well, most people do. So we, yeah, we get to test. We get to see the features. We get to give feedback. You have more user groups. You, I know you always had them, but now with this, you know, Skype technology and Zoom and email and everything's quicker and faster. Everyone works quicker. Yeah. Do you? Does that help you a I, lot more, or is it too many voices? Now, I really think, um, you know, for the subscription model and the and the. Um, ability to release at any point um, that's imperative for keeping up with the speed of technology for Sensei. Um, you know, I'll use Select Subject as an example again. Um, Select Subject came out and we've improved the model a couple of times um, iteratively. Sometimes we don't even announce what we've done. We just, you know, f- make some improvements to the model. It works better now. We, you know, put that in in a, in a bug release and it just allows us to continually update. Um, and also the, the ability to talk to so many different people. Like, you know, I, that's how we met at conferences. I love going to conferences because you get to meet so many people and you, you learn things that, I mean, unless you go out and you talk to customers and sit down with them and say, hey, show me how you're doing this, you really don't know how customers are using the product you know they use it in ways we never intended yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah so definitely the more voices the the better uh, and fresh fresher voices like right. you know we have we have some very dedicated beta um beta testers that we rely on you know uh they're tried and true um when we don't listen to them we pay the price uh um I was going to mention an example of that, and I'm just drawing a blank. It was the, it was, uh, help me out here, guys. The thing that everybody hated. It was uh, a, crop. What, in Transform. Photoshop? Yes. It, oh, okay. It's the transform. It was the, uh, 
when we changed transform, uh, where you no longer had to hold the shift key to have it proportional oh. transform, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So we had some. We had our tried and true beta testers were like, "Y'all, this is a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> and then you all went, "Terry, like, no, do you want to announce fine. it? <laughs> it's going to be fine. People are going to, you know." And um, uh, I was not the decision maker on that one, but I also believe that you know muscle memory people would be fine after a month so i actually for the first month after that happened i was going and finding people on like twitter and feedback.photoshop.com and i was giving them 33 30 days free on their photoshop subscription because i was so convinced that look get past these 30 days and then you'll you'll be fine you'll you'll forget you ever even did that but for whatever reason it did not happen with this one <laughs> I still I still did it today. Yeah. I've I've left I've left it every time I go to transform text or an image, I still hold the shift key down. Yeah, well, and, and I haven't turned it off. I can turn it off. Yes, you can turn but, it off but, now. But I but I want to teach myself to use it how Photoshop has become. No, I don't I don't like the whole I've got 2020 and I want to use it like it was CS4. <laughs> Alan, how about you? Well, that's that's, that's... My head is exploding. I have so many thoughts on this because I was one of those guys who used to really like look forward to the new release. Like when it was came on a disc, I I would be like, okay, I know it's coming out in May, and then I would go to like CompUSA like every single day waiting for the new software to be like shipping and there and take it home uh -huh. and load it up and like find all the new stuff and then never use any of it because I was still using the same six tools I used all the time anyway. <laughs> I don't, now we're getting these updates that are coming in on a regular basis and sometimes I don't even notice them because they don't apply to what I'm doing or using and I use 15 tools all the time every day mm -hmm. continuously and then there's a whole side of Photoshop that I've never even looked at I just yeah. it's just not part of what I do and what I found is that that seems to be Photoshop for everyone the 15 uh -huh. tools they use are all different, but everyone kind of wants their 15 tools to be the same tools. That and you can make them better and you can add to them, but God help you if you change them or right. if you get yeah, rid of them. Yeah. I mean, if you get rid of, you know, I, I know people now that just because, um, you know, it's uh, saved for web has that legacy tag next to it and has for like the last six years, whatever, <laughs> export, save for web, legacy. And people are like, that's going to go away one day. And when it does, we're getting pitchforks and torches and we're going to, you know, because we're so used to using that little tool. Not that export is, is better or worse. It's just different. And um, so I think a lot of times you get people who are locked into using a program for 20 years and then mm -hmm. you tell them, hey, you can do it better this way. I, it doesn't matter if it's muscle memory. It doesn't actually matter if it's easier. It's You're just going against the grain of someone's personal choices. And, yep. you know, that's... Well, and and people do get very personal yeah. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. well, you know, you're, you're messing with people's livelihoods. I can't remember what tweet or something that I saw is, you know, they somebody mentioned that, you know, they, they pay for their mortgage with Photoshop dollars. Right. Like this is how they make their money. Yeah. And, um, and there's two things on this. One is that it's their livelihood. Um, and, and these are essential tools for how they feed their families. Um, and two, there's this uh, theory about flow and, and joy. So when you're doing something, there's this, um, this sweet spot where, where you're concentrated and there's nothing in your way. You're completely unhindered. Um, and, 
and you can just work on it forever. And, uh, you know, people like when they're in their flow and then you put something in their way, it disrupts them. It's like, you know, for those who have kids who watch TV, you take your, you take your child away from the TV without a five minute warning or before the show is over and they're like demonic, <laughs> it's, yeah. right? It's cause you've, you've, you, you've suddenly and unexpectedly stopped the joy. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I totally get that. Uh, yeah, we, we killed joy with that one and, uh, and, and some other things. So we aim to never move the cheese or kill the joy, um, but just make things better. But every once in a while you have to, you, you have to try things. I mean, that, that particular round of changes, like me and Alan have spoken about it, uh, who was I talking to? It was one of the Adobe guys that said, oh yeah, I remember this time we took this one thing out and didn't realise we'd killed everybody's actions. Oh yeah. Because it was That's... it was a step in an action. Yep. And people had sold actions and built actions. Right. And so you kind of have to keep that old Chev- Chevy going with, mm-hmm. with Tesla parts. Right. It's got to drive like a Tesla, but it's still the, the body of... But as I explained to everybody is we, we love we'll talk about photoshop we love photoshop because it gives us that joy for most of it i'd say for most of us who use it who like you say make make adobe dollars mm-hmm. the, the 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 anticipation of new features is like the apple for me it's like the whatever apple are going to deliver it's like what are adobe going to deliver i get I, I like seeing the new features you open up the pre-release and you find something new and you get you get that buzz like you do is it endorphins or something yeah. you get that little oh god like oh it's so cool it's gonna make my life so much easier I, I i don't know too many other pieces of software that do that but it is it's built you know it's a photoshop is a verb it's people people say photoshop even if it wasn't like we we don't say we're vacuuming we say we're hoovering that's right <laughs> yeah and and photoshop has become that that thing oh it's been photoshopped or you can photoshop it it's the tool that everybody loves and some love to hate but w- the yeah. world would be so different without it yeah yeah it definitely has made an impact and and we realize that photoshop can be used for good or for evil um uh, <laughs> so um you know there's uh I, i'm being careful with my words here yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about some things that I probably am not allowed to talk about yet, so I won't talk okay. about them. Well, Never mind. No, that's, that's last, yeah. last, last year at Max. <laughs> last year at Max, they did talk about um, embedding into Photoshop the uh, uh, content authenticity. Thank you. That's yes. yes. The content uh, authenticity, yes. and as a photographer who has shot for the AP, and I do things that cannot be edited, um, or we we are allowed to use some of the controls in Camera Raw. And that's mm-hmm. it. Um, that was like when when you guys announced that last year. My my suddenly I was like I'm sitting up. I'm paying attention. I'm looking forward. And I've seen some of the stuff how that's progressed. And I'm incredibly excited about how a company like Adobe is is working towards that. Where we have such a concept these days of deep fake and you know mm-hmm. bad videos and and people with these conspiracy theories that are completely out of left field but they can back them up by showing a picture that everyone knows is fake having adobe come in and, and say no this is where the content came from this is who took it this is how it's been edited is a huge step 
in, in my opinion, in combating some of that craziness that we're facing in this bizarre technology. So, yeah. I remember seeing some of that stuff. It was like MIT or one of them. There was always these little videos popping up where they were showing, oh, yeah, we found a way to tell if the pixels have been altered. And you used to get these little snippets on the Internet of people who were coming up with technology. And then all of a sudden, like two, three years later, it's it finds itself in Adobe products like Premiere Pro or, or Photoshop. Yeah, so, so, so um, the Adobe research team actually partners with different universities around the world. Um, in fact, you know, a lot of the things that you see in Photoshop today uh, that are Sensei technology, you could probably go out on the internet and find papers about it with names of, you know, the uh, the graduate students and some Adobe employees um, from the university because they publish papers on these research. It's all the things that you see at like Max Sneaks. They're, yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about it, but out there, there's a paper on it somewhere with Adobe people's names on it too because that's, you know, academia yeah. is, this is how all this works and it's, it's you know, how it grows. And um, uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I too am excited about the content authenticity. Um, but I, you know, in, in the political climate right now, neither side, uh, at least in the U.S., we're very polarized. Neither side seems to want to believe anything the other side says, so I'm not sure if, <laughs> if we're going to yeah. help. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it, it goes a long way in, in um, giving people confidence in, in their news sources, but, um, you know, we'll see. Have you, have you personally come up with anything that is now in photoshop that you can go oh that was that was me that was my idea um okay so well I, i've forgotten how to get to them now but the custom shapes i actually made the 35 millimeter uh film strip and the 35 millimeter frame oh cool yeah that was that was actually i love custom yeah. shapes <laughs> <laughs> See, I, you saying about fo about how Photoshop is to different people. Mm -hmm. I am not. I am not a photographer. I don't retouch. I don't care about skin softening and um. Oh, what's that? What's that one, Alan? Uh, frequency separation, yeah. right. uh, making faces smile or anything. For me, from ever since the first time I used Photoshop, blank canvas. What can I create with this blank canvas? Mm. What tools have I got? Type. So you introduce type tools. Um, and then like match font and so i i always look at photoshop as a designer i don't i don't care that you can change the color of my eyes make my skin soft make me look surprised or aged or it's cool it's good to know it's there when i need it because many years i spent all my work was dave can you put my head on that body <laughs> for a birthday card i'll do it <laughs> yeah and, ch and then you're then you're changing skin color to match arms and things and that that i learned all that side but for me as a as a designer tool the article i write for photoshop user magazine is photoshop for designers so i'm always kind of looking for that what can i do with a blank canvas what can i create i use stock all the time i, I can use stock stuff um one of the fo the class I'm doing for the Photoshop Summit with Dave Cross is how to create assets using capture in libraries from a crappy photo. Okay. So like the photo might be dead, but you can get gradients, you can get patterns, you can get assets from that because of the software. So I I see it as a designer. So I I always 
things like okay oh, I, I remember saying to you great i love smart objects but can i just please unpack them where they are and put them back again and and it came it it it, it yeah. dropped at, at some point so it's those little things i love um one of the things you said about snakes that i just had to say because it made me laugh was one of one of the cool things about adobe max because i know i never run out of time um i wanted to talk to you about adobe max the thing that always used to make me laugh in sneaks was how nervous those people were that had to get up on stage because they'd been working on the project project and every once in a while there'd be something shown in sneaks that you just think i'd love to be in that meeting when someone said anyone got any other ideas and and guy at the back goes i've always wondered what my face would look like if it was a statue <laughs> <laughs> well let's put a team on that <laughs> but but the sneaks like those people get up on stage that are, they are the engineers they're, they're, they're are the researchers the yeah yeah and they've got to get up and show this product they've been working on mm -hmm. for for weeks and months in front of thousands of people I mean, oh they are i take my hat off to them because i as much as i've got a teacher for i mean this year i'm doing adobe max but i've had to record it at home and upload it it's been fantastic <laughs> um i hope to do it when it's in live next year but yeah, I take my hat off to those to those guys to to go. Yeah, I'll go up on stage and show that off, knowing it could go wrong. Right. Well, the, you know, I'll, I'll uh, give you a little bit of insight to that. So first off, they've been working on those for months or years, um, not usually weeks. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. rehearse literally for months. Like max. Right. Okay. Max rehearsals start. Uh, oh, I forget. They start a good three months before max. And um, those researchers, that is, like every day they're in a stand-up rehearsal, and they give them wow. they give them coaching, um, because I mean, that's a huge crowd. Was it thirteen thousand people? A room of thirteen thousand yeah. people? It's terrifying. And I th I think they've all always done an amazing job. And especially when you know we've always got a comedian on stage, sometimes they get heckled <laughs> by, yeah. by their own comedian, um, by the by the announcer. And uh, uh, you know, I've seen seen it throw them off a few times. <laughs> but some of them, some of the ones up there are so funny anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that they've got like, they've come up with sass. And yeah. Get, and, they're, and they're giving it back. And it's just so, so comedy for anyone. We'll, we'll talk quickly about Adobe Max because we've, we've been going for a little one. I know you've got a meeting to go to. Yeah. Um, obviously, Adobe Max is, for me has always been the mothership. I started with Photoshop World. I met Alan at Photoshop World in 2010. I know we've been we've been at Photoshop World. Um, 2016 was the first one I went to in San Diego through Kathy. She I'd been at Photoshop World. We've been talking about it, and she got me a TA role. Um, I went along and stayed at Alan's, uh, and I, it blew my mind. I mean, having gone from Photoshop World, which was kind of that two to three thousand mm -hmm. at its peak. To suddenly walking into the San Diego Convention Center and seeing how many people were there and how many sessions and how I mean it, I, I really it, it was beyond any expectation I had and now it's become this this thing that each year the numbers are going up the you know it's gone back to LA last year it was in different various different theaters because it was so big mm -hmm. This year it's online, yeah. obviously for COVID. <laughs> um, uh, what a perfect time to experience what Adobe Max is without having to be there. The fact that it's free. I, I just went to check. It's free if you've got an Adobe account. 
Yeah, I think you have to have an Adobe ID to register. Yeah. Right? So you can't register without an Adobe ID. And then when you do, it's free. Yeah. But I recommend, I said on the last podcast, if you haven't got an Adobe ID, get one. It's free. And go and and (laughs) and immerse yourself in Adobe Max because what a time to learn. You know, if you've got to take a silver lining out of the current situation, is you've got all these online events now for training. Mm-hmm. It's the best time to try and learn. We've got the, the technology. Apple, you know, a, a drop in their new stuff on Tuesday. Adobe Max is 20th to the 22nd of October. That's coming up I, I'm excited because, yeah, because it's my first my first one, even though it's my first and it's online. I'm, I'm like, it's my proudest moment. Oh, that's excellent. It, you know, because you know scott kelby's been amazing for me he's given me so many opportunities i've written the book on indesign i've taught photoshop world i write for the magazine you know and i started all that in my 40s so 10 years ago i was 44 that's when i started that i did my first stand-up speaking at 50 at photoshop world (laughs) so to to kind of be involved with adobe max and see my picture on that screen is okay just put put me to bed now i'm done (laughs) (laughs) drop drop the mic but but the pre you know the pressure of doing a good job the the fact that it is the it is the mothership yeah Uh, i I, i'm 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 you know i will stand and and hold an adobe flag all day long but when you know the creative cloud came out i defended it and i was told that you can't argue with (laughs) some of those people you can argue all day long you went win them over it's given me a career it's given me like you say, it pays my bills. It's I, I work for a company that only exists because of Adobe. Right. So with you know with Adobe Max coming, I mean what are you what's your involvement with it this year? Yeah, so, being that it is online. So first off I should say, um or I first off I wanna say you should be totally proud because we only get the best speakers. Um and uh yeah, so I'm so excited that you have a session. And uh, I hope I can be a TA for that. I'm gonna. Um, so what my role this year is? Well, first off, we're gonna have a meet the teams. So meet the teams is usually um, like one day during the conference uh, over in the dining area. We've got some uh, tables set aside, and anybody can come over and talk to the team members. Um, I've enjoyed it because uh, you know I've met some nice nice people. Um, but it is a little awkward because at Max, like you had mentioned before, uh, before we started um, recording the podcast, these conferences are so rushed. And Max, like, you know, if you're a TA, a teacher's assistant for a class, you have to be there, you know, early and, and you end up staying late. So, you know, as I'm trying to shove food in my face, have a meaningful <laughs> and deep conversation with a really engaging customer, it, um, you know, I, I always thought there's got to be a better way to do this, you know, because I love the customer contact, but a girl's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so I'm excited that we're doing it virtually this year. Um, we're expecting, uh, so there's going to be, um, uh, we're going to separate Photoshop uh, desktop versus Photoshop iPad. There'll be different sessions for that, um, except the um, uh, Asia Pacific and um, I forget which other. Uh, is, it, is it Europe? Yeah. Isn't it the three time zones you're doing? You're doing Americas, Europe, yeah. and Asia Pacific. Yeah, I think so. I think Asia Pacific and Europe have have requested a single, um, just one Photoshop in general 
not Photoshop for iPad, Photoshop for desktop. Right. Um, so uh, it looks like we'll have four sessions overall of Meet the Teams. We'll have a bunch of people on, on the Zoom call. Uh, they're going to limit it to maybe 1,000 or 2,000 people. Um, and then hopefully we'll able, be able to do some breakouts. Um, maybe we can field some questions ahead of time. We're still kind of working on, on how this Meet the Teams is going to be. But um, what I'm looking forward to about it is it's definitely going to be people are going to have 100% of my attention, not, mm. oh, my God, I better go get the chicken because I think they're going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, can you hold that thought? I need to go get the chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think it might actually end up being a better format. And then um, – uh, usually at Adobe Max, I meet with some other customers, so uh, I'm not sure how customer visits, individual customer visits, are going to work this year. Um, but we're still doing TAs, so um, you know the the teachers' assistants for a lot of the sessions, as usual, will be um, Photoshop employees, both you know product managers um, and engineers, and and the QEs, the testers. I even when I got the call to to do it this year. And knew, by then I knew it was online. I think I even said to to Alan, "Is even if I got to do it live, I I still want to be a TA as well. <laughs> even though I don't have to be. I I love it. I you know the, I did it. I've done it 2016, 17, 18, 19. I've done four years of being a TA, and it, and it's great. You get to meet the the, the Adobe teams. Mm-hmm. You get to meet some of the instructors that are also TAs that you've maybe seen online or in the forums. And you're right, it is rushed. You're kind of thinking, right, after this one, I've got to be over that hole. I've got to be in the Microsoft theater. You know, you're pinging around everywhere because you've got your own sessions. But I love that experience of, of being a TA. It is one of the kind of nicer little benefits of of being there and getting access that you know i can walk into any class right but obviously you can't stand at the back of chat but you still learn from being having that experience oh yeah and then as a product manager you know when i'm standing in the back of the room and you know dave cross is going through a workflow that's you know a tried and true workflow and in a room full of 200 people i see 10 people mess up because you know they're not on the right layer or or they've got the wrong option for the tool um you know and that's something i can tuck away and be like oh yeah this is this is where people struggle this is you Mm. know um oh this isn't obvious and and you know uh it's not obvious that you've got the wrong layer selected um because there's little to no contrast (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you're doing the user experience and yeah like you say you're seeing where people stumble mm-hmm. or where they can't find things which is the thing i noticed well i said to alan the other day you got you got two kinds of people people who want to learn and people who want to look on facebook on their phone and then <laughs> miss two miss two steps and then put their hand up and then you're disrupting the people each side of them because they couldn't be bothered to concentrate <laughs> i just slap around the head and go no 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 you get back on facebook you gave up yeah, yeah. I, i've got to say that fortunately i don't see that often there's there's always somebody who's stuck doing some work email and you know you got to be sympathetic somebody's probably convinced their boss to to send them but you know they're still responsible for having some work done um you know yeah. for ha- they probably still have a deadline that didn't change so i try and have sympathy uh, and empathy, um, and try and help them get set up. 
but there's also some, you know, there's usually somebody who's who's cranky and doesn't want your help. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, sorry, and the know-all, yeah, the person who came to the class to show they know more than yeah. the instructor. <laughs> I, I found it fascinating because I've been a TA for two years, and um, I thought it was really, really fascinating that a lot of the people in the class don't realize that most of the TAs in the room actually work for Adobe on the products that they're using. That the people yeah. helping them out are the people who quality test it, write the code, do all that other stuff with it, and. Um, that was one of the biggest things that I, I took away thinking, man, this company really actually cares about how their customers use their software because it'd be so much easier just to get a bunch of people like me, like beta testers, yeah. but we don't actually work for Adobe. We're there because um, we're there because you're giving us a conference and we're, we're going to it. But you turn around and you realize, oh, wait, that's actually the product manager of the product you're using. And they're here to, to figure out how you're using it is, you know, you guys don't need to actually do that. You have a huge customer base. It's Photoshop, it's Illustrator, you're, yeah. you're well known. But the fact they do that is, is, you know, means that the product is going to keep evolving the way we use it, which, yeah. is, a, which is a really cool thing, so. Yeah, the other core can group I ask, of, oh, go ahead. No, you go, because I, I can cut. The other core group of TAs is the um, Adobe community professionals. Yeah. A lot of the ACPs are also in the back of the room. Um, and they're usually really helpful and extremely knowledgeable, um, and, and good people. Like we, we don't partner with sucky people usually. <laughs> no. I used to be an ACP and then when they said, oh, we kind of need you to be on the forum a lot. I was like, I can't, I've got a day job. Yeah. So I, I put politely declined, but I'm, I'm considered myself, well, I've got a title Adobe influencer. I don't know if it, if. <laughs> if it's still a thing but i still put it on my email signature that i because i like i'm proud to be associated with adobe and and i you know i get i get i get perks so i always say i'm an adobe influencer because i always batter anyone that says they're using anything else <laughs> so i influence them with with force if you've got five more minutes i do i just want i just wanted to ask you one one other thing that's obviously knew about your job that techno is technology related is you suddenly had this moment in your photoshop life where it was okay we need to take this off the desktop we need to go mobile how have you found that experience of developing photoshop for another for a whole brand new device so from my perspective from the you know the liaison between research and photoshop um the, the biggest challenge for the iPad is uh, the machine learning models. Um, for example, I'm going to throw out some random untrue numbers because I'm sure I'm not allowed to tell exactly how big yeah. things are. But uh, for example, a, um, a model for something like the object selection tool might be uh, 30 megabytes or it might actually contain two models that are each 30 mm. megabytes. Um, you can't throw 60 megabytes of machine learning model on an iPad app because you only get from Apple 100 megabytes for your download. I think they recently increased it. So um, for our team, we had to go back and retrain the models to make them smaller, like less than five megabytes. Mm. Um, and uh, for, for those who aren't familiar with uh, uh, deep learning and, and machine learning, um, the bigger the model, the better it is usually 
the, the more faithful it is. So, you know, often when researchers come to me with a project or, or what you see up on Mac Sneaks, they're using a 500 megabyte machine learning model and it looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, we can't ship that with Photoshop. So we spend a lot of time shrinking the model down for the desktop and now we're shrinking it down even more for the iPad. So there's actually going to be a difference between the iPad 3 megabyte model and the Photoshop 30 megabyte model. Um, and, you know, we've struggled internally with, well, what's more important? Uh, parity, that, that the iPad results for object selection tool match the desktop results for object selection tool? Or um, making sure that, you know, you get the best possible results on the platform that you're on. Um, so that's, that's been the iPad experience for me. Um, uh, and, and it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I, I know from what we do from an engineering point of view, and I've got a huge admiration for software engineers since I've been at Astute Graphics is people go, well, why can't you just make it do that? Why can't you just put that in there? And it's, but you don't realize there are other moving parts and it's just like throwing a handful of ball bearings in a rotating gears in a machine you can't just do it so when you know when they announced photoshop on the ipad straight away you're thinking well that's interesting because you've not just got to keep up with where photoshop's going you're also guided by the machine itself you know whatever right. apple do with the ipad which is obviously getting more powerful that there's now this blurred difference between desktop laptop and an actual mobile device <laughs> but you know alan and i have spoken about it quite a bit is i i don't see mobile yet although Teresa made some really Teresa jackson made some really good points is I don't see mobile yet as the my final resting place. I see mobile as an opportunity. Like Alan said, he can now go and sit on his couch right. with his iPad Pro and Photoshop and do some editing without, like me, being sat here all day in front of this iMac and a laptop. Right. Is we now can go to a different location and do some additional work, but ultimately, I would be going back to the desktop because I want more real estate. I want to see yep. more pixels. I, I want to get in closer. I know I've got more power, but it's that nice gap that stops us from going from desktop or nothing. Right. We've now got another, and, and more people who've got an iPad can get an entry into Photoshop and obviously Illustrator come in and right and uh, Fresco, still, yeah. yeah, Fresco, so, and, and Fresco. I've, I've, you know, I've still got every. A, pretty much every adobe app that's ever been released still on my phone <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I love where it's going i love that the development is now kind of we have to ad adopt the mobile community the world is going mobile access everywhere um but you don't I have to if you don't want to right you know no, but, but no. we've made it possible go ahead alan well that geek out moment for me with the, the eye-opening moment wasn't that there was a photoshop on the ipad the real eye-opening geek out moment was that I could save a file on my desktop and open it on my iPad yes. automatically. Like it didn't, I didn't have to like put it on a thumb drive, try to figure out how to load it onto something else <laughs> and how to get it from one device to another. I could literally save it on my computer in Photoshop, 
open up my iPad in the living because this is the geek part again. I work all day on my computer, and then at night when I'm supposed to be relaxing, I go and open up my iPad and start working on the same images again because now I have Photoshop in the living room. My wife, is, <laughs> my wife is thrilled about it. Let me tell you, you can't um, you can't escape I can't it. Escape, now. But that's the, and then I save it on the prisoners. I save it on my iPad, and then when I go back to my desktop and I open it up, the the changes the, it's all there and it wasn't so much like okay look i can do selections or this or that or layers on my ipad it's that the file my picture that i was playing with that i'm working with that i'm being creative with just seamlessly went from my desktop to my ipad and back again without me having to figure out how to do it and i like figuring yeah. out how to do stuff but it so that was like the geek moment it wasn't that it was you know what tools were there was that the yeah. file transfer and that they figured out how to give me layers and back and forth and i was and lightroom's probably done a lot of heavy lifting there for you because that was the first tool to come out on mobile um for photographers and then now you've got mm. photoshop i i what's cool is i i see photoshop on the ipad as a because what what's been good is adobe have been honest about the release of it it's like no 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 this isn't all photoshop this is these bits of Photoshop right. and we're going to yeah. add to it. We struggled. And I've, <laughs> yeah, but I found it a really creative way of of, of using Photoshop. Uh, I Again, I don't, I've not seen Photoshop. My brain doesn't see Photoshop on the iPad as a retouching tool. It's me being able to be creative and th come up with an idea for a design or something. And I can now do it. I mean, I still use yeah. Comp. Yeah, well, the, um, the iPad initially was, you know, we had to pick a workflow. So yeah. they really focused on the tools and ability to do some compositing and, and, yeah. you know, it's expanding out from there. And of course, cloud documents was, um, key in actually making that happen. Um, I'm not sure how much Lightroom helped us because all of it was around the, um, the PSD, um, right. that was, you know, making, making the PSD be able to open on the iPad was, you know, I think that's the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't actually do the engineering, but, um, no. you know, from well, they, who was crying in the hallway, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it was the, the PSD. <laughs> that's the other thing is data is data as well. When you've got Nikon cameras producing 30 megabytes an image, and then you've got Wi-Fi and you, you know, relying on connectivity, there's always that balance of, you know, how big right. can something be, you know, there's, I, I still love that um, when P, when a PSD gets l too large, it becomes a PSB, yeah. and it's just Photoshop big. I know, yeah, I know we've been an hour and a half. Thank you so much. I could talk to you more, and I hope it's in person. Yeah, um, I would I hope love it's not to too see long before it's in person. But thank you for your time. Thank you for telling us all, all this stuff and chatting about you. You know, I know you're doing it all day and then you have to talk about it at night. But oh, no, this is fun. I, I, uh, I love to connect with people. I mean, that's that's part of why I got out of QE and into product management was, um, you know, not just so I could have a, more influence over the product, but so I could get out and, you know, meet our customers more and, and uh, help solve customer problems, uh, you know, better <laughs> yeah uh well next time we see you it's lobster and sh uh surf and turf surf and okay. yeah i don't think surf i had lobster that day but definitely no, that was a delicious steak <laughs> yeah when we see you we're gonna go out we're gonna have dinner we're gonna have an evening of talking about other stuff but no, and, thank and you for your time we have 
and Photoshop. And, Photoshop, yeah. <laughs> and Dave Grohl. We're going to talk oh, about yeah. Dave Grohl. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Dave Grohl <laughs> situation. <laughs> oh, that, thank, thank you so much. I'll put links in for Adobe and adobe max and all, all the adobe things i'll i'll do a link to your youtube channel for your one minute sessions oh, awesome. as well yeah. well yeah but um thanks. thank you for your time it's been an absolute pleasure oh thanks it was my pleasure to be here i'm totally honored that you guys want to talk to little old me about you know how i got started and how i got on the adobe train <laughs> I, I think it's important that people know how these things happen because i think a lot of times we look at people in a certain job and we're like I, I don't have any clue how they could have done that or they did that and to find the story behind it I think is is really enlightening for a lot of people to be like oh I guess I could have done that or I could do that um, and you know especially because we actually have a lot of parallels reverse parallels I started off on <laughs> computer science and I went to photography kind of and it's, it's just fascinating I think for me to hear it and I think it's I hope it's fascinating for other people to understand how these things happen who the people are behind the products that they use all the time right so. and that we are people I mean yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so so you know when um, I, I don't think Photoshop has it anymore but when a, that little pop-up dialogue comes up and says how you know would you rate would you recommend photoshop to a friend um, it still comes up uh, does, but it's only supposed to be under certain circum it's supposed to be more rare uh, anyway okay, i no, thought we i thought we fixed that but okay yeah. hmm, we'll talk about that um right. and people put in like horrific profanity laden <laughs> graphic comments i read those <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I read them all uh um I don't read them all every day because it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's soul crushing. Um, you know, the amount of people who want it on Linux, um, and the amount of people who hate subscription, but you know, I start through, I I go through and I read those and, and, um, and I understand that when people say horrible, mean things with really bad words and sometimes violence, (laughs) violent words, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, I try not to take it personally, um, but I realize that they've, you know, we've we've messed up their their joy or their workflow, and you know, it's it's just their passion uh, coming through. In a it is their passion coming way. through <laughs> that they're passionate about yeah. it, and they want to use Photoshop, and we've done something to make them mad. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, our customer service uh, lady at work, Lorna, she has to read some like vitriolic <laughs> stuff. And you just think, man alive, if this is the biggest issue in your life and it makes you that angry, how on earth are you going to cope when it's something <laughs> proper human size? <laughs> yeah, well. But you say you, you have to deal with it, you have to read it, and you have to kind of read between the lines and see what the problem is. But yeah, we're, we're, we're people, you're a mum, you know, you're a mum, you're a wife, you're a, you're an employee. We, we all love, we try and love what we do as much as we can. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you've shared your story because I know a lot more about you than I ever did. And I'm glad I do. <laughs> and, and some other time we'll talk about where I got my Herod's mud. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. <laughs> my mom's all British. Right, well, that, oh, okay. Yeah. We need to have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks you guys. No, thank you, Meredith. And, um, this will be out on Monday. It's oh, coming Monday. Okay. We push it out pretty quick. So um, I'll be bigging up Adobe Max at the beginning and uh, and ho- say hopefully we'll see you next year. Yeah, excellent. Right. I'm excited about Adobe Max this year. Mm-hmm.